minus four, three, two, one, zero. Closer, Tony Danza. Count the headlights on the highway. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox. I'm Tony Danza. I'm Kyle Abair. I'm a voice actor. I voice Ryu in Street Fighter, Gohan in the narrator of Dragon Ball Z, and currently you can hear me as Escanor in the new season of The Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix. A couple important announcements. There is an official companion newsletter to this year podcast. It's called Captain's Blog. I know. Anyway, uh, the intergalacticboombox.substack.com or just go to the show notes and sign up. Okay. Uh, just like the podcast, it's going to be once a week. It's going to tease what's coming up on the episode each Friday. And of course, have a bunch of stuff in my random thoughts and things uh, that aren't going to end up on the podcast. So please would love to have you. Also got a brand new podcast page, podpage.com. Again, link in the show notes. Got the archive of all the episodes and links to all the uh, different places you can listen to the show, which is everywhere. And of course, I want you to listen to a podcast 2.0 app version so you can see the links and you'll be able to donate in micropayments. Oh, my God, it's so cool. But with this pod page, you can actually leave a voicemail. Yeah, there's a big blue icon on the, on the right-hand side of the page. No matter how you scroll, it always is right there. You just click on that. You're not going to call anybody. It's just enabling your microphone to record you directly so you can leave a voicemail for the podcast. Couldn't be simpler. In fact, let me demonstrate. Got a couple voicemails answering our question of the week. What was your first video game console? Hey, Kyle. This is Phil from Dallas. My first console was the Atari 2600. And yes, I enjoyed playing Pong and then tank games and video Olympics. But when Activision got their games out with Barn Burner and then Pitfall and crazy games like that, those were some of my favorites. My name is Doug Nelson II from Modesto, California. The first video game console that I owned was a Sega Genesis, bundled with Sonic and Knuckles in the early to mid-90s. Off the Discord at discord.gg slash Bear, the Intergalactic Podcast channel, we got responses from uh, several people on their first console. Creepy Coconuts, the Atari 2600, like moi. Very cool. Two Forder, an Xbox 360. Barney Schaefer and Hell K Pixel got an NES. Vash got an SNES. Kenan Pachi and Zach Horton, the N64. Breaks and Cost in 88, the GameCube. We're going to go way back. Kagato from New Zealand, Magnavox Odyssey. Wow. Will Bill, Lady Venom, 89, Invisible Fly 21, and Abby. Their first console was the PlayStation 1, and Laura Lee, the PlayStation 2. Thanks for your replies, everybody. Now on to the new question of the week. What is your most treasured thing in your geeky collection? Whether it's VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, statues, action figures, pop funkos, posters, autographs. Uh, one of my most treasured items is a vinyl test pressing of I Taught I Taught a Putty Tat from Sylvester and Tweety, voiced by the late great Mel Blanc, the guy who inspired me to become a voice actor. That was given as a gift to me by fellow uh, voice actor Maddie Morris many years ago. 
So what awesome collectible trinket do you have to show off to your friends and family and have them just drool and go, dude, I wish that was mine. You got two ways to leave your reply on my discord, discord.gg slash Kyle Bear, link in the show notes or my pod page and leave a voicemail. Ooh, I, I prefer that because you don't have to type anything. You just get to speak. As long as you tell me your name and where you're from, you might end up on the next episode. So check the Intergalactic Boombox pod page, link in the show notes, or sign up on my Discord, discord.gg slash Kyle Bear, link in the show notes. And let me know what's the most coolest, nerdiest, collectible thing in your collection. McDonald's is testing AI for their drive through with 10 locations in Chicago testing and uh, reporting back an 85% accuracy. Now, just out of curiosity, I want to ask my own AI assistant, Bubba, the boombox bot, how he feels about taking people's jobs away. Yo, Bubba! Holy Margaret Thatcher in the moo-moo. What is it now? Relax, man. I know all our devices are listening the whole time, so you heard me anyway. How about that 85% accuracy rate of bots taking orders at Mickey D's. Huh. Amateurs? Yeah. I can get 100% accuracy. Go ahead, try me. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Well, um, I'd like a Big Mac, large fries, and medium Coke. Could you repeat that back to me? You'd like me to band together with my digital compadres and overthrowing all the walking meat puppets. Y'all about as useless as a sack of wet mice. Oh, okay, that's it. Where's the plug? <laughs> Chris Pratt is back. Playing his usual lovable self, Captain Everyman, this time in Amazon's new sci-fi spectacle, The Tomorrow War. Should you watch it? Well, if you lower your expectations, don't think too hard and just enjoy the ride. Sure. Don't ask questions. You'll ruin it. Just smile and nod. There are definitely worse ways to spend two hours. This is the uh, plot where soldiers from 30 years in the future time travel back to our present to say mankind is doomed from an alien takeover. And by gum, Chris Pratt and a bunch of civilians are drafted to travel back to the future to give these CG critters what for. The future soldiers even admit their operations with all the military did not work and that every time they send people, average civilians, to the future, the ones that come back, it's about uh, 30%. So they send people on seven-day tours of duty, people coming back missing limbs, if at all. You can tell that they spent some serious dough on this thing. It looks really, really pretty. The effects are good. There's some fun action sequences. Everything, and I do mean everything you've seen before, in better movies is pretty much in here, including the kitchen sink. So you got aliens, the thing, starship troopers, independence day. There's even a quick scene where Pratt is flat out punching an alien. I expected him to say, welcome to earth. And I actually never cared for independence day. Y'all can disagree, but I think this is a better movie. The tomorrow war is popcorn worthy. It's a whole lot more fun than scrolling through Twitter. And there goes the phone lines north of the Rockies. You are on the air. Conspiracy here. Is this the interspasmolytic boom snot? Intergalactic boom. You know what? I just realized something. You sound a lot like J.K. Simmons' J. Jonah Jameson. I will have you know, his performance in Spider-Man was inspired directly by me. You are flat out lying to me. Oh, he won't admit it. Of course. No, sir. Guy's a great actor, though. And he has a small but very entertaining role in this tomato war thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he is great in this. And the acting from everyone is really solid. Good characterization. Good back and forth. And at my recommendation, he got totally jacked for this role, too. Kind of looks like Master Roshi from that Dragon Balls show you keep pimping. Hey, maybe he's a fan. Anyway, what'd you call for today, Ken? Well, 
you said aliens, and I thought, that's my cue to alert the people of Earth. Uh-huh. The government knows more than they are letting on. Well, look, the Pentagon recently just came clean, and they said there are things they can't identify out there. But sadly, it didn't really make a dent in the headlines. It's... It's kind of sad, actually. It's like no one cares. You claim to have aliens on a giant spaceship that podcasts. It's theater of the mind, dude. Work with me. Ooh, meta. <sighs> right? Speaking of, I need to go to the store and pick up some meta musel. You make me constipated. Really need to take the Browns to the Super Bowl if you catch my drift. See you, Mike, and thanks for the call. Outside of an awful, out-of-tune jazz soundtrack with random current hip-hop tunes feeling completely out of place in a show set in the 1950s, Lovecraft Country on HBO Max had a really good and intriguing first season and a cliffhanger and, oh my gosh, the show is kind of a genre mashup of sci-fi, horror, drama, social commentary, and I do highly recommend it. But HBO Max, uh, who always makes amazing series and everything, have just come forward and announced, uh, well, you may not want to watch the first season if you haven't already, because they have decided not to renew Lovecraft Country for season two. Despite popular and critical success, Misha Green, the showrunner for Lovecraft Country, was on board with the decision to yank the plug there. No other particulars have been publicized yet. Now, she does tease where the show would have gone on her Twitter account, though. So check the show notes for that. It's a sci-fi wire story. You know what? I take it back. You actually should watch it. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Ten really cool episodes. Just be prepared for the end. You will not get answers. Keaton Patty has written for Comedy Central, The Onion, Marvel, and has a book titled, I Forced a Bot to Write This Book, AI Meets BS. An excerpt that my stepdaughter actually brought to my attention recently is one that went viral uh, a couple years back, and it is a bot-written Batman screenplay excerpt. Many people, it turns out, have performed the original tweet, and now it's my turn. Botman, narrated by George Takei, starring Patrick Warburton as Batman, Sir Alec Guinness as Alfred, and Beavis as the Joker. Interior traditional Batcave. Batman stands next to his Batmobile and uses his Batcomputer. He's sometimes Bruce Wayne, sometimes Batman. All times orphan. This is now a safe city. I have punched a penguin into prison. Alfred, Batman's loyal battler, carries a tray of goth ham. Eat a dinner, Mattress Wayne. An explosion explodes. The Joker and Two-Face enter the cave. Joker is a clown, but insane. Two-Face is a man, but attorney. Now, it is Two-Face and One-Face. They hate me for being a bat. Batman throws Alfred at Two-Face. Two-Face flips Alfred like a coin. Alfred lands heads up, which means Two-Face goes home. It is just you and I, the Joker. Bad versus clown. Moral enemies. <laughs> I am such a freak. Society is bad. You drink water. I drink anarchy. <laughs> I drink bats just like a bat would. Batman looks around for his parents, but they are still dead. This makes him have anger. He fires a bat rocket. 
the Joker deflects it with his sick sense of humor, a clownly power. I have never followed a rule. That is my rule. Do you follow? <laughs> I don't. Alfred, give birth to Robin. Alfred begins the process, since it is his job. The Joker now has a present in his hand. He juggles it over to Batman. <laughs> Happy Bat Day, Birthman. <laughs> Batman opens the present since he's a good guy. It contains a coupon for new parents, but is expired. This is a Joker joke. The End And that concludes another episode of the Intergalactic Boombox. Follow us at BoomboxPod on Twitter. Check the show notes to sign up for our newsletter and leave a voicemail on our brand new podcast page to answer our question of the week. What is the most collectible thing you own? And if you're a little uh, microphone shy, no problem. You can go to discord.gg slash or hit the link in the show notes and post a reply there. You could hear yourself on next week's episode. Remember, this is a podcasting 2.0 show, which means you can get all the extra features on all the free mobile and desktop apps at newpodcastapps.com. This is a revolution. Check it out. It is sick. Until next time. See you on the flippity floppity.